photographers and welcome to wedding photographers unite episode number 91 i'm one of your hosts andy buscemi in good company of the mythical legend himself mr neil urban hello good to be here and as well we are joined by the chatty kathy of the hudson valley mr jimmy ferrara once again welcome thank you hi everybody <laughs> and jimmy uh we have a special guest that you are going to introduce so why don't you go yes. ahead and do that I'm very excited because uh, joining us this week is someone I met about three years ago at Imaging USA. I was there speaking for the first time. He was behind me in line at lunch, and we kind of talked a little bit there. Then we realized later that we had a mutual friend. He is the co-host of the Photobomb co- podcast. Please welcome the counselor of canon, officer of off-camera flash, the bishop of beach weddings, Mr. Boo Ray Perry. <laughs> oh, I'm using that. Officer of off-camera flash? How yeah. long did you how long did you sit in the bathroom, you know, and th- to think up officer of off-camera flash? No, that one came to me. Jimmy, I like Jimmy, the bishop of beach weddings. I think that's the bishop your of new beach title. weddings, the officer of the rock and roll, the Ayatollah of rock and roll. Jimmy, that's how fantastic. Is it, did you think all those nicknames for him? You yeah, just, just do... like this morning. Okay, so great. So you thought of all these nicknames for Boo Ray, who's coming on our podcast, right? <laughs> you guys, you have a nickname, the Chatty Kathy. Neil has a nickname, yet I'm still hanging out here without a nickname, one of the okay, hosts I'll of the show. So <laughs> thanks a lot, Jimmy. All right, so, so next time you're sitting How many episodes? Before, How many episodes have we done? Unite, why don't you think of one for me, too, huh? Still haven't <laughs> got it after like 90 episodes, you still haven't come up with a nickname? No, <laughs> no, 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 because, because yeah, everybody else has a nickname but me on the show. So, okay. Uh, no, that, that was very good, Jimmy. Thank you for the introduction. Bure, <laughs> welcome, welcome to the show, man. Welcome hey, to the show. I'm happy to be here. I'm glad to be here. Uh, why don't you give your own uh, little uh, introduction on who the heck you are over there? Uh, I'm a wedding and portrait photographer and headshot photographer and any other kind of photography that you need uh, in Tampa, Florida. But as uh, Jim said, I'm probably best known for beach weddings because there's a big tourist rate here in small beach weddings. Mm-hmm. So I've done over 500 uh, beach weddings in sunsets and horrible horrible light and i have um probably get asked more than anything to show people how to work and overpower the sun on the beach probably mm. the thing i'm asked about them but i consider myself a, a full service photographer i do everything and before this i was a, a disc jockey and a comedian for 20 years oh cool yeah well welcome thank you yeah. so much for uh for joining on and uh, uh would you say uh your business is like what percentage of uh, your business would you say is weddings just out of curiosity uh, it used to be 90 to 80. Now it's getting probably closer to 50 because I have branched out more into, in addition to weddings, I'm also doing a lot more family portraits on the beach again for the tourist trade. Um, you know, these are turn and burn, uh, porches and stuff like that. And I've started to branch more into headshots because I think that, um, that, uh, the headshot business is, is growing exponentially as people are finally coming around to the idea that they really need to have a good presence online. Mm-hmm. So we're starting to see more and more people now who are like, who are willing to pay good money. Whereas it used to be, Oh, I'll come to your real estate office. And for $10, I'll take a picture of everybody in the office for your business cards. Now people are starting to realize that that's not what they want anymore. They really want the two and three camera lights set up and they want the shallow depth of field or the, or the, the outside shots that are done really well. And, and so we're finally starting to see now people who businesses that are willing to pay good money for headshots. So I'm starting to do more of that. Um, so now maybe 50% weddings mm-hmm. and 50% everything else. And then, of course, I speak and travel a bit, too. Mm-hmm. Very good. Now, do you have your own studio? 
No, I work out of my home. I have a studio in my okay. home. Uh, we have a big bonus room that, that I turned into a studio when I bought the house. But I don't do that much studio work. My studio is mostly for meeting with clients more than anything else. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. having my wedding and bar mitzvah. I do bar mitzvahs too. Wedding bar mitzvah clients coming in to help me, you know, go through the album and, you know, work out what packages are going to get and that sort of thing and selection process. But I don't do that much studio shooting. To be honest, I shoot my own family in my studio more than anything else. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, your, so your headshots, are they mostly on location? Oh, almost exclusively okay, on, okay. on location. And even when people come to me, I find that, that more often than not, they want it to be environmental. So I'm shooting in my, in my backyard. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. Because you just, if people want like headshot on white, more often than not, they want the whole office done. And if they want the whole office done, you might then as we well go, go to the office and we do right, it there. Got it. Right. If they just want one picture, more often than not, they want it to be environmental. So then it becomes, oh, we do it in the backyard. I live on a lake. So we shoot with the trees and, and the lake in the background. Oh, mm-hmm. excellent, man. Well, we're going to uh, hear a few more. Uh, uh, we're gonna, Jimmy's going to do a little uh, QA session with uh, Bure in just a minute, even if it's just a few questions. So we'll, we'll uh, get back to hearing more about Bure in a second. We're going to go on to our, our, our topic here, or not our topic, but uh, just what we usually do at the start of the show and ask what we've been up to. And uh, Jimmy, you, I think all three of us, mm-hmm. at least between Jimmy, Neil, and I, I don't know, Bure, what you're, if you have a, any wedding weekend warrior stories, but I, I guess uh, we had all, all crazy little situations happen in different shapes and forms and uh uh jimmy why don't you uh why don't you take take the lead here uh how was your okay. weekend what was what's been going on in your photo business my uh weekend was i ended up assisting uh one of our assistants kathleen on a wedding this weekend so her and i kind of took the helm equally you know it's like she wanted me to take over a little bit here and there and i let her do that so we both were like equal on this level at uh, this wedding at west point and the only really issue that came up that day um, was it we a little rushed, of course, here and there. Then we got to uh, West Point at the hotel, uh, sorry, at the uh, West Point Club, which is where the reception was taking place. We settle in, and then a fire alarm goes off, and we're just about ready to have announcements come in. And then we talk to some people there, and we're thinking, um, is this real, or is this like one of those little fake things that somehow some, something triggered it? And sure enough, there was some smoke outside, and the woman's like, yeah, no, there's a fire. We have to get out. And... I said to Kathleen, I'm like, let's go. Let's grab our cameras and our backpacks and our lenses, put everything back in our bags and get the hell out. Because I personally wouldn't, if, we, if we're not even allowed back in the room for whatever reason, and, and the whole wedding is, gets moved somewhere else, I don't care about my flashes on the stands that are already set up, but I do care about my gear and my backpack, which is everything in there. So she was kind of scrambling, running us stuff in there because they were kind of pushing us out pretty quick. And then we got out there and it ended up being nothing. Just 15 minutes later, at best, we're back inside. Fire trucks came. It was all good, but it was like the moment where, you know, when someone says, hey, let's go, and you go, wait, I just need one more thing. But in our situation, we kind of really do need that thing because what if there really was a fire and our camera gear is burned down, every card is lost, and the whole wedding's gone, and, you know, it's like, I don't want to be that person. I'd rather, I'd rather just be the, the obnoxious person for one second being like, I got to get my bag, and then someone say, no, get out. I'm like, well, I'm getting my bag. You're going to have to kick me out physically otherwise and get that bag and get my gear and and all the cars that, that are in it. So that was the only thing that, that, that day. But the big one, which is so on topic of what we've been talking about, was on Sunday, uh, I'm shooting my Sony, one card shooting RAW, one card shooting JPEG, which if you look back at the thread, why I do that. And um, I realized this, that uh, I'm not going to use any non-native Sony brand anything, batteries or anything, because the the... I forget what brand I had, batteries. I have two Sony, two non-Sony. Well, the Sony battery 
was dying, and it goes to zero, and then it just kicks over to the other one when I have that the Sony grip with the two batteries in. Yeah. And, 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 of course, that happened just when the bride and groom are walking in, being announced, and my camera just had a glitch, and it didn't do anything, and... Uh, I changed the battery, and then it's if you if you ever have this happen, Andy, when Sony has a problem, it has to like do something to the card. Has to I don't know what it says. I forget what it says, but it says something like I, I could do this to the card if you want to save everything. I'm like yes, and it takes about twenty seconds. Hmm. So by the time that all happened, um, it's a I lifetime. Started, if the I know. bride's coming down the yeah, aisle, yeah, I know that. Yeah, well, no, not that no. message. Re- so I don't know. reception. At reception, not the, not the aisle. Oh, okay. Not, yeah, Even so, that's yeah, right. huge. Yeah, 20, 20 seconds. seconds. A lot of things oh happen God. in 20 seconds at a wedding. I hear you. I know. Luckily, Natalie was there. She was shooting. She had a 70 to 200 on. She was covering it just fine. She was back She was back a bit, so I knew she had it covered. We both had off-camera flash. I didn't panic. But um, so then I once I was up and running again, she was now dancing with her dad. The whole That whole thing was gone. And uh, I know I had a few pictures of her coming in that I saw in camera when I was taking it. So I looked back at the file. The file was like this weird little symbol on the raw card. I said, let me just deal with this later, of course. So when I came back home the next day, I then looked at the JPEG card. And sure enough, those were the images that are missing on the JPEG. But the raws are not there at all. They're gone. You, you, they're, you're, um, saying, they're corrupt. you're saying the raws are gone, but the JPEGs were there on the second card. J- it recorded the JPEG. didn't okay. record the raw. Hmm. Now, I don't know. If I was recording raw to both, what would have happened? I'm guessing it would have been the same issue because it's a lot more information for a raw file to be recorded than a JPEG. So the camera just did a weird thing at one moment and said, hey, I don't know what's going on. This battery isn't compatible. So I got that notice on the screen and then said, okay, but the JPEGs were recorded probably much faster than the raws, obviously. And I'm guessing that's why that was there. But if I did raw to both cards, I don't know. You know, I don't want to take that chance and try that again, but of course, but... um. Uh, you know, we always talk about the dual card slot thing. It was a whole big debate last week about Nikon's camera and all. Hmm. And uh, this is a big. This is this is a perfect example of of why professionals should, of course, be shooting with dual cards on any job. You know, so I'll, I'll just leave it at that. But that that was my that was my little situation. It happened on Sunday. That was uh, that. Uh, that so, so funny. okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take over from you here because now yeah. my story kind of leads. Here's another. So. You, there's one example where shooting to two card slots helped in the situation, regardless of how, you know, you got, you, you're not putting all your eggs in one basket, that whole thing, right? So this past weekend, I, I mentioned this on the forum, but I'll just kind of explain it like as though no, you haven't heard, all right? So I'm, so I'm shooting um, a wedding and I'm at the reception and I'm doing the, you know, the dance party's raging, the dance party's crazy. And I got my hand over my head. I'm shooting with a 20 millimeter, getting all the action and all that kind of stuff. And I know I've thought about this before, <laughs> and I know that I shouldn't be doing this, but I do, right? So I, I have the just the one, because I shoot with the hold fast strap, so I got the two cameras all day. But at the end of the night, with the, at the reception, I'm like, ah, you know, I'm not pulling, I don't need the two camera straps, so I just have the one camera, which means I have no strap on the camera. So I'm holding my, my camera, and every, every wedding I shoot this, I think, you know, sometimes this is going to happen, and this is the time it happened, right? Some drunk dude like like comes up like you know his his hands are up in his air. It's not even his fault. You know people are just having a good time on the dance floor, and he his hand slams into my camera. Camera D750 tumbles to the ground, and I literally I, I am not exaggerating this at all. Every like the camera hits the ground, 
all the batteries fall out of the flash. There's four double A's on the dance floor. <laughs> the the battery itself of the camera, like the the D750 bat, uh, uh, battery, is on the. It falls out. You know, like the the car. The suddenly, thing opens. It's the, suddenly it's it's the opening of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Yeah. Right? <laughs> kicking the diamond across the, the, the room and everything chaos everywhere and batteries and, rolling everywhere. Yeah, and, and 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 the thing that blew my mind is like, how does this even happen? The the this cart slot opened at the two, like so. The impact of all that, the cart slot impacted everybody both else. Both card slots, both cards, both SD cards are on the ground at the dance floor. All this crap. My camera's on the ground. My, the crap. two SD cards are the the two SD card slots that are the two SDs that I've been shooting on all day. Mm. All right, so I'm shooting these 64 gigabyte cards in this camera. And so, like, you know, what, 45 gigs worth of this wedding day is, like, on the floor rolling around on the dance floor and, and who knows what, you know? So I'm like, I'm like, oh, my God. And, like, and, you know, everybody kind of stopped. They're like, whoa, you know, like on the dance floor. So everybody knew what happened, you know? And uh, so I grabbed the camera. I grabbed the batteries. I grabbed the one of the SD cards because I, I saw one of the SDs. But I could not locate the second SD card for the life of me. I literally could Like, I was, I could not. I looked around and I'm like, okay, I got the one. I'm a, I need to go assess the situation, see what's going on. So I go, I leave, and everything works fine. The camera works fine. I put the batteries back in. I put the I put the the flash works. Everything, everything was fine. Wow. It was one of those dance floors that was kind of like those wooden dance floors, you know. So like the impact, like if it was concrete, my camera would have been toast, right? But it was like one of those wooden dance floors that was just enough bounce to it that it like didn't damage anything. Mm-hmm. So and how's the the, the the lens didn't pop off, right? No, the lens did not pop off. It, it must have hit the the camera body at the right angle for for that to happen. Because if, if the lens went down first, that would have been bad news bears. Hit just the right how's spot the, to the eject hot... everything. Right. So and how's the hot shoe flash, yeah. and that was fine too. Yeah, all good. Huh. Um. So, but my point is, is that I could not find that a second SD card. Right. So I was like, oh, thank God, I'm shooting the two two cards. Right. I got my I got my I got all my, the images here. Everything's fine. Ten minutes later, my second did find it. He kept looking on the dance floor after that happened. He came up to me. He's like, here's the second card. So I got that back, too. But uh, there's just another little example, right? Another little example in this long list of things of, like, why is wedding photographers especially we should be shooting to two card slots, which is going to lead into our second camera announcement today coming from Canon in just a little bit. Just a little bit of foreshadowing for you. Um so anyway, that's my that's my little uh, weekend story there. And uh, and uh, Neil, huh. what's been going on with you? you <laughs> oh, nothing much. I don't know. Just hanging you, out, you know. Just hanging out. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Just shooting some weddings. Yeah. 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 Uh, like two days after uh, we last recorded, I had, I had a pretty rough wedding. It was one of those weddings where you know you're just um you're kind of stressed out about a little bit uh, because of timing and the schedule and communication with the bride and groom all all that stuff and um you go into it and you're like okay i'm just gonna shoot do my best and and go home it was it was one of those kind of things and just starting off you know i I get to the uh the place where there's hair and makeup the dress is there the bride is in another room the girls are all getting ready in this like beautiful room in this country club beautiful wood lighting all that stuff and the dress is like in a closet so i do my hellos i grab the dress I hang it where the, all the girls are getting ready, you know, it's a beautiful window. And then uh, all of a sudden someone comes up to me and says, what are you doing? Does this dress need to be in here? I'm like, well, yeah, look at this, look at this beautiful light and everything. It's like, well, the bride doesn't want the, uh, her bridesmaids to see the dress. And there it is hanging in front of the bridesmaids. I'm like, oh no, this Oops. is just not a good way to start. Um, luckily the bride didn't see it in there. Um, 
but who knows who who's going to say what to her, to her and and she's the kind of person who I've never I've um, in hundreds shooting I I just want to say it off the bat in hundreds <laughs> of weddings hundreds of weddings that I've shot I've never heard of that before in my yeah, life yeah that's new that's never oh, happened thank yeah. you thank you that because in my yeah. in my career I've I've never heard of that either um so usually the bridesmaids had a hand in helping to pick out the dress yeah absolutely yeah and certainly the day of at least getting it down from hanging somewhere or un veiling it with the wrapping and all that of course yeah yeah and uh so so i okay I, I take the dress down my my wife is in the other room she's shooting the shoes and whatnot so i'm I'm bringing the dress back and you know like my my wife just gives me the look of like did she just come in and tell you because i guess she had a word with my wife first um about about me doing what i was doing and um so i, I was like okay this is a rough rough way to start um so we had to drive 45 minutes to go see the groom then we had to drive 45 minutes back to go see the bride getting ready after her hair and makeup was done. And during hair and makeup, the bride didn't want to be photographed. And she kind of, she really wanted these photos done, but obviously she, she didn't want her photo, uh, photo taken. So, mm-hmm. so we had to go through that. And then, um, and then we had to drive after the ceremony, we had to drive an hour for photos just to stop out like at, at their, uh, at their schools. Um, where they went to high school to get just get some photos and their parents followed them and it was it was just really quick we only had 10 minutes to do all this um and then their third then their third location they they scrapped because um they hired a drone photographer to uh not well not photographer but drone footage like uh video uh, mm-hmm. for two hours so they kind of skipped the third, third location to go back to their reception hall and that's where I really wanted to get some artistic stuff done because I really didn't get anything artistic of them uh, through those two locations at their schools. And uh, it, once I, I pretty much had one opportunity to do an artistic shot, I set her up, had her dress cascade down these beautiful steps, um, and then she all, all of a sudden the bride she was like, "Well, can I have the girls' um, bouquets uh, lay all on my all on my cascading dress?" Uh, and I was, uh, I'm like, oh no, this is not like a shot that I do. Uh, this is like back in 1990s kind of, kind of shot, you know, no offense to anybody who does this kind of shot, but it's not my kind of thing. And, um, I was like, okay, let's, let's put the, let's put the bouquets on the dress, just make her happy, like really quick. And then right afterwards, take them all off. Well, as I was setting up the bouquet shot that she wanted, um, the, the person who, who was in charge of the wedding, uh, the coordinator, she comes out. She was like, this is the last shot. We got to get going for the drone footage. And and I, I, I didn't get anything. Um, and I, I've been beating myself up over this wedding. So I just got to kind of move on. And uh, and then in this past weekend, I had an absolutely wonderful, wonderful couple. Um, is exactly what we needed. Uh, it was our kind of wedding timing was great yeah. and then this and then this and then um this wedding coming up uh it, it's my it's my dream kind of kind of wedding it's in napa valley and um but just about 72 hours ago the bride and groom said hey you know what we want to fly you guys in earlier to get more footage um so now now we're kind of scrambling with our schedule because we you know we have shoots and we have editing to do and uh now we gotta scramble around and and get ready to to leave in about 12 hours yeah. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so. I just want to com- comment really quick, uh, Neil, like just like the thing we've talked about this, the more that brides trust us to do our thing and kind of listen to our advice, the higher level of work we're, like, we're able to work at. But the thing is, is if we say those things, 
and they're they have different ideas in mind then i think we've done our job to the best of our ability and we can't really blame ourselves for anything we were able to get or not get based on you know the situation we're in that's why i say a million times on the show the only thing especially for weddings the only thing we can do is the best we can to provide a situation as long as we did that that's all we can do yeah and, and you know like, i i go back and thinking about that wedding and it's like actually you know what it's the mother of the bride who who booked us or her mm. daughter she's the one who really wanted us we never met the bride beforehand so it's mm. like when you look at that you're like okay the bride really didn't hire us for us the mom did and and you know, we gave the bride everything that she wanted so that's that's all you have to all you right. really have to think about at the end of the day and just right. kind of move on but but moving on for this for this coming weekend we had no we have no time in Napa Valley to shoot the bride and groom bride and groom are impossible to get a hold of i understand it they're busy people so we reached out to the wedding planner and said, hey, we don't have any time. Can we? Can you fit us in for some photo time? She sent us the master timeline last night, and she, she's having us do a first look at 3.30. Ceremony starts at 5. Photos stop at 4.15. So we have 45 minutes to do what we do, and that's it. So... <laughs> Everybody's like, that's Plenty like two days worth of that's, that's, that's like a lifetime. Good, good. I shoot, Thank you. Thank I shoot you. the entire wedding <laughs> ceremony, groups, bride and groom romantic, sunset, all in an hour. Yeah, but do you drive? Yeah, but do you fly 3,000 miles to, to go do all that? <laughs> no, I don't. Okay. I, don't. I certainly I, I drive to the beach and then I get a burger and a beer. All right. That's about it. Yeah. But, so, yeah, uh, that's a, yeah, 45 minutes. That's a lot of travel for 45 minutes. Yeah. yeah so wish me luck, guys. But uh, I'm, I'm sure I'll share a lot <laughs> two weeks from now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bure, well, let's just throw you right in here. What's uh, what's been going on recently? Uh, did you have a wedding weekend? It's well, your yeah, schedule's different my, down there, right? All of my weddings are basically a dream come. <laughs> I've uh, never had any uh, complications at all with a bride in any way, shape, or form. Oh, basically, must be nice. Let's let's all go down where Bure lives and we'll go yeah. shoot weddings <laughs> down there. That's sounds- yeah. I'm basically shooting Lucky Charms out my ass every single day here. <laughs> you should come try. It. Uh, no, I didn't. I had uh, yeah, I had weddings this weekend, but uh, they all went off pretty much normal. Um, with the beach weddings, especially, it, it's a, an assembly line for us. Uh, so we we've, we've done so many of them that it's it's. Let me let me give you guys also an, another great hint, uh, great thing about my job is that the company that I work for the most, Perfect Florida Beach Wedding, is owned by me. That's my wife's company. So my wife has a company that puts on beach weddings, and then I'm the photographer for that company. Mm. And so I'm the guy who signs the paycheck of every single person who's there. And let me tell you, as a wedding photographer, there is nothing better than having everyone there working for you. (laughs) So I don't have to worry that the bride and the groom won't be lined up right at the altar. Because the the officiant knows if he doesn't line them up right at the altar, I'm going to be on his butt. Mm-hmm. You know, when it's all over, mm-hmm. I don't have to, I don't have to worry that the planner is going to move me along. Right. No, no. The planner works for me. Everybody mm-hmm. works for me. Mm-hmm. And that is the best thing in the world is that is, you know, and of course no one on location knows they all work for me, but they all know they work <laughs> for me. <laughs> so, uh, so we're in a situation where the whole wedding is geared towards me getting good photos, which is great. Um, we had a situation this weekend with rain. The bride was worried about rain. And so she wanted to start 30 minutes early and I'm like, Okay. We can start 30 minutes early, but you're going to lose your sunset because I'm not staying 30 minutes late because, you know, waiting for your sunset. You know, this is my cutoff. Time. I don't say it like that, but I go, just so you know, you're going to lose your sunset. Um, and then I sit and I end up saying, because, I'm, you know, I'm not going to, I'm going to, I'll wait 20 minutes off the clock for the sun to get where I wanted to get those last few sunset pictures for you. 
But um, we get that. Yeah, we get the brides who are worried about the rain, which here in Florida, it rains every single day for about a three-month period. And you can't predict it. I don't care what you look at. You can't predict it. You just go to the beach and you wait to see what happens. And if it rains, it's going to rain for 15 minutes and then it's going to go away. And now your beach is clear and you can get all those wonderful shots with the storm clouds and and everything is great. So we get so many people worried about the rain and we have to tell no, don't worry about the rain until you get there. Um, And then, you know, overpowering the sun. If you start 30 minutes early, now we're looking at at doing your group shots and so forth when it's just unbelievably bright sun. And you can't, for the group shots, you can move people around a little bit, but you can't do it for the ceremony. You've got to set them up with their backs to the sea and the sun sets into the sea. So now you're fighting on all your altar shots to make sure that you don't get lens flare and Mm -hmm. and a blowout blur. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're trying to, you know, and that's very, and you guys know how it is. We want something that's perfect, even though other people don't notice if it's not perfect, mm-hmm. like I want to shoot straight down the aisle, but sometimes I just can't shoot straight down the aisle right? Mm-hmm. because the sun is right behind you right. and it's just not going to work. And right. I'm going to have to shoot at an angle and they probably don't notice it, right. but I notice it, right? which which I wanted to ask too. How many times guys, like, cause Jim mentioned this, you were having your card go down in the middle of the entrances. Do you ever think that we worry so much more about documenting every second of the wedding than the people there do? Like, yeah, I, like, like, if I miss some entrance shots, yeah. she may yeah. not even notice it. Right. I, yeah, I don't, I don't stress out of it. I, I, you can always mock. Think about it. You can pretty much mock anything later on. Even if, even if that whole thing would happen this past weekend with me, if, if the two of them, I didn't get anything of the two of them, and neither did Natalie, I would have been like, hey, I would have said, you know what? I had a little bit of a glitch. I have the images. I just want to, can we just fake you guys coming in again? Just, just, just right. three of us. I would have been a low right. angle. So you see the sky and they'll be like, woohoo, and that's it. That's all. It's just a still image. It's fine. So I don't stress about it anymore. I don't go, I don't shoot the recessional when people coming back down the altar after the, 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 uh, the ceremony. What's yeah. the point? I've, gotten, like, I don't, I've gotten in trouble no for not doing that one time. I had a mother of the bride that was unhappy with yeah, me. Yeah, I was going to say the yes, yes, mother of the bride yeah. did the same thing to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I didn't get a picture of the grandparents coming back down the aisle. And, and, I, and I, I thought to myself, that's because it won't go in the album. It yeah, it, it won't. It never right. does, ever. No, right. Not only that, it's never going to get framed. It's never going to do anything. I stopped shooting that. This, like you said before about capturing every single moment, I stopped doing that. I stopped shooting them walking to the limo or the bride getting out of the limo with the telephone poles in the background. It's like, this is so cheesy. I don't need to <laughs> right. do that. And if you want me to do it, fine. If they find me to say, hey, the bride's getting out of the limo, I'd be like, okay, good. Get her out of the limo. What yeah. do you want me to do so about it? But, I, so right, I agree with you like 8.5 out of 10 times. Yeah, I think we, we overthink it. But then uh, that 1.5 times, there's that mother of the bride or that or there's yes. that, that bride or that person that really has this idea of these things that they that they have in their mind, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and yeah. it's all about like the expectations, right? Of, like being having the same expectations. Matter of fact, this reminds me of another story. So I'm... I'm shooting my wedding, and I'm it's in, the, in this uh, no AC old historic building. Both both my weddings this past weekend, no AC. So and on, on a very hot weekend, my my shirt is drenched. Right end of the night reception, they're about to come in to do intros. Literally, the bride and groom are about to come in for the introductions, and the mother of the bride comes up to me and my second shooter and says, "Hey, um, you know, I hope you guys got great table shots." Oh, and Ooh. and I look at the mm. I look at the mother of the bride and, and my second shooter is like, yeah, yeah, we got good stuff. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, you can't say that we did that. <laughs> if we didn't do that because that's hey, yes. come back to bite us. So I look at the mother of the bride and I'm like, I'm like, oh, you know, well, actually, you know, I typically don't take table shots unless it's something we've discussed ahead of time. Um, you know, I I get a lot of candids and a lot of group shots. And she looks at me dead in the eye and she's like, we paid a lot of money for this wedding and we want table shots. Mm. And then just walks away. Mm. And this is how, literally... How late of the night was it? 
the bride and the groom were about to come in for introductions. Cocktail hour oh. had just ended. It's literally 60 seconds from the time the bride and groom are going to come in for introductions. That's what she says to me. She looks at me dead wow. in the eye like that. And this was just... Oh, wait a minute. When do you do your table shots? Because I do mine after introductions. Oh, you do? I do them during, during I, dinner. I, I do mine. Oh, see, I don't do them during dinner. I do them all. If I, if I ever do do them, it's during cocktail hour. I don't know. Oh, just, well, see. Wait a minute. Are you talking about the details? Most of the time, details? cocktail hour isn't even in the room. Wait, are you talking about details or people actually sitting at no, the she, tables? No, she's talking about she's talking about those old school traditional everybody sitting at the table looking oh, at the okay. camera. Right. Okay. Right. I, you know, I, mean, I, I do I do those but I do them couple by couple. I don't do the whole table as a whole. I go to the table and I go, "Hi, you two, put your heads together. Click and you two click and you two click and I get a picture of every single person who's oh, there." Wow. I don't even do But that. I don't necessarily always do it. I with weddings I discuss it beforehand and with bar mitzvahs too, but if they want it I do it. Right. Bar mitzvahs especially want it because bar mitzvahs people travel from all over the country and they want a picture of Uncle Bob before he's dead. Right. And so, you know, so yeah. So I do it with that. But I've gotten where I can do it pretty quick. Yeah. And so and so I did go into that. The thing is is for me, like I'm always I always do those during, during cocktail hour or like or like when people are first sitting down because at the table it didn't first of all, these table shots look terrible. They look terrible. Yes. They oh, look people are terrible. Because talking. people are you know, especially if even if you're shooting at like F four, F five or something like that, you know, the people up front, if they're not in towards the back or if you don't move them, they look out of focus and you know, there's they look bigger because they're towards the front of the frame. They just just look like complete shit. I'm sorry, but they just do. And so that's why, like, they haven't been, we don't do them anymore like we no. used to because there's better ways to do these things today, right? So I, 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 I do this maybe one time a year when the people talk to me ahead of time, but I, here I am finding out 30 seconds before, and that's when I would typically do them. So I was kind of like, so what I did is like, I'm always going to put a smile on my face. I'm always going to do them. I run around like a madman in 60 seconds and I go to each table. I'm like, all right, we're doing this. We're doing this right now. <laughs> and I like, and I probably got like maybe seven of the 10 tables. And, you know, that's all I could do in that time. And, and that's that's the end. So I read something the other day. Somebody said, uh, because I have a Fuji X100F, that's my walk around camera that I I'm, I'm that guy who's in love with that camera and talked about it like it's the second. Copy. I've never heard of you talk about that camera before. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know how much I love that little camera. And somebody who was a wedding photographer and uses it in their weddings. And I've started using them, too, said one of the things he does with it. And I thought, hmm, he said, I use my Fuji X100 on a monopole and I hold up over my head easily. And shoot looking down and get the entire round top in one shot mm. easily with that mm. because it's so small and light. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm, there's an idea. Mount that sucker. And then we just walk to each table and go, hi, everybody, look up. Snap. Thank you. Next table. Snap. Thank you. And then you get all your table shots done in about 15 seconds as opposed to the way I do it now where I go to every table and I shoot the couples individually, which takes much longer. And you got to move the centerpiece and you got to do all that stuff. And I was like, the only, the only problem with that is you got to light them. So with that little Fuji, if you're using like a little like a Godox bounce flash or something on there, that's a small flash. So I don't know what the lighting situation would be like, but if it was a bright enough room, mm. yeah, you could just hold up over your head and snap, 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 and then move to the next table. So much easier than trying to hold up, you know, 5D Mark IV or 850R321 or whatever the hell you guys use in Nikon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what they call those Nikon cameras. Uh, but yeah, so, no, that's, a, so it was an idea. And I thought, hmm, because is there anything at a wedding you hate more than table shots? I mm. hate it so much that... We put a clause in the contract and – well, just in the contract saying ta- any, if any table photos want to be photographed, you have to discuss it firsthand. An additional fee might, may apply. And here's why. Because if, if I'm bringing – let's say Natalie and I are splitting up that day and we're doing two different weddings like we are this weekend. If I have to bring an assistant, I tell my assistant, look, I'm paying you X amount and you can, you can stay until the dinner and reception, but you don't have to. You can take off your call. You know, I'm not paying them per hour. I don't need them the entire reception to shoot another 500 images I have to go through. So 
I might, but I might have to keep that person to shoot the table stuff and to make sure because you can't just do three or four tables. You have to do them all. And if right. you have no, to, no, yeah, no, yeah, better right. to do none than to miss somebody. I, exactly. And you, if you don't have a white ceiling to bounce off of, then you have to have them all lined up. Well, you have to have them all like on one side of the table anyway. They all have to be there. So and so is always somewhere else getting a drink right. on the dance yes. floor. It's not yes. easy, and that's yeah. why I say, and only that. But if I have to, if you can't rapid fire with the flash, so you might have to cut and paste eyes or faces one idiot's looking this way one idiot's looking the other way and you it's like it's just <laughs> too me. much work no, you're on your own no i'm not copy pasting table shots. Well, I, I tell me, people that I, I tell them that that's why i might charge yeah. extra and you know what it's happened yeah. a couple not many i think it's happened a couple of times when i said how much and i forget what i maybe 25 dollars a table i forget what i charged but she said okay and you know, i got it, another it, few hundred hours out of it and that's you know situation though, that was a, it, yeah go ahead go ahead what i love is uh when you have to do table shots and they have a buffet because oh when they have God, a, because when they have no because that's the best because you don't do the table shots you just stand at the buffet and you shoot everybody when they come up <laughs> they all come up and get in oh. line and you just go hi you two snaps and you just go down the line pop pop <laughs> oh, pop pop and you shoot headshots yeah, of everybody are those in the table line shots really are they table shots nah, are they're not they typically, uh, they're not actually table mm-hmm. shots but I would say they are they are you're getting shots of everyone who's at the event mm-hmm. and with especially like with bar mitzvahs you get a lot of times where it's a buffet and so and I tell them if it's a, and I tell my bride and groom that when it comes to table shots I go if you have a buffet I'm not going to shoot at the tables because where the people are always getting you're going to miss somebody I'll just stand at the buffet here's the worst thing about table shots though is it keeps you from eating oh uh, yeah true yeah is it, that's the worst thing about table shots if you have to do table shots a lot of times you don't get to eat well, but right, how, how long are your weddings uh, like what's the longest typically day? seven hours okay. typically six seven, six to eight depending yeah. on the wedding all right and you have like you have you do like a quick you know obviously an hour two hour four hour stuff like that it all depends on what yeah oh yeah i do everything but yeah. with with beach weddings uh more often than not it's an hour sometimes too yeah. because there's no getting ready it's just all it all takes place on the beach and occasionally right. i'll get like i had a four hour one where it was I showed up at the hotel and did some getting ready stuff. Then we went and did the beach stuff, which was about an hour. And then I came back for two hours of the reception. So I'll get a little bit of that. Because I'm not getting any younger. And I'm, I'm, I'm much getting to the point where I would rather shoot 200 one-hour weddings than to shoot 50. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, they, you can, and they book that any time, month in advance, six months in advance. So the, rule, the rule is you can book me exclusively if it's a weekday wedding, if it's a Saturday wedding. Then there's a minimum amount that you have to be purchasing, and if you're not okay. purchasing that that amount, then you get me or you get one of my associates. Okay. And I and I'm upfront. I say Saturdays are bed, uh, a money making day for us, and if you want me to come do a two hour wedding on a Saturday, it's a two hour minimum. If you're working, if I'm working for my wife, it's one. Uh, it comes with, as part of that job. But if you're booking me directly, it's two. Uh, and if you want to book me for Saturday, great. But if someone comes along with a six hour wedding for me on that Saturday, you get an associate. Yeah. And uh, I tell them, and fair. they and they understand. They're like, okay, I get that. I can't just you know take a, you know I got a family. So- um, and sometimes it happens, and, and but uh, not always. That's fair. Oh, I, I, I do a similar thing. You know, Listeners, we days. do have an assortment of handpicked information that's relevant to you. But first, just in case you forgot your place in space and time, this is Wedding Photographers Unite, a bi-weekly wedding photography podcast for wedding photographers. Bye, wedding photographers. The show goes live roughly every other week. And while we're at it, please do leave us a review in iTunes. Subscribe in iTunes. And uh, help us help you by sending in questions to info at WeddingPhotographersUnite.com or connect with us on our Facebook group. Just go to Facebook, search for Wedding Photographers Unite. We prefer to talk with you rather than at you. And please do leave us a review on iTunes, um, just like uh, Dr. Roll Steven did. Um, he says, entertaining emotional episodes. I love this podcast, explanation point. Neil, Andy, and Jimmy and the other photographers they have on from time to time are so knowledgeable and so much fun. 
Um, I love their conundrums and creative ways they approach challenging situations. On top of all this, this is a podcast that doesn't hold their emotions back. It'll make you laugh, <laughs> and in some episodes, it'll make you tear up. This podcast is a must-listen for wedding photographers, explanation points. And also, uh, you should also listen to Bure's podcast um, as well. Um, Bure, since we he have says you, that in the review, uh, yeah, yeah he, he, he ends with I was that. Say, that's a hell of a review. <laughs> and while I'm well, talking talk, about how great well, this one is, let me mention my friend Bure's podcast. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, so, uh, so yeah, thank you for, for leaving the reviews that, that, that really does help us. Um, if you've been listening to the show for a while and you haven't left us a review, go there, uh, leave stars in the review. Words are better. Um, uh, leave us all the stars. Also leave Bure and his podcast, all the stars. Bure, since we have you, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about your podcast and what it's called and where they can find it. And, uh, uh we'll go from there. The uh, podcast is called Photobomb. You can find it anywhere that podcasts are found. It's hosted by me and Gary Hughes. Uh, going on three years now, and we spend about 15 minutes at the front of each episode talking about nothing at all revol- uh, revolving around photography. We just uh, we it might be the new Star Wars film, it might be anything, and then we spend uh, the rest of the podcast talking about photography. This week, of course, we'll be talking about the new Canon camera. You can bet on that. And um, it's fun, and it's photography, and you never know where it's going to go. And uh, we've been doing it for about three years now. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Gary's a great uh, a great co-host with me. I can't believe you haven't had him on the show yet. Although he's not shooting weddings anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Gary is the headshot king. That he is he's full headshots all the time. Hmm. Well, uh that's gonna actually get us into our next topic. So we're gonna have we maybe go. a little foreshadow. Yeah. Here, <laughs> how, here's where here's where it where where here's where it goes right here. But hey, at least we so, have a cannon shooter on here. Yes, and this sure, is actually so, perfect uh, that yeah. we have you on here, Boo to have some of your thoughts. I did listen to your last podcast uh with your thoughts on the Z six and D seven, and we had um similar thoughts on, on our show as well. Um, and, and the listeners, uh, got some passionate energy out of us on that last episode, as far as that yes. goes. Um, but, uh, so now Canon comes out and they announce their mirrorless system and I don't even know where to begin with this because there's Can a I lot ask of a question. Good... Yeah, sure. Do you guys, did you, who saw the video the, the, of that dude from Canon talking about the camera? I didn't. I just looked okay. at the specs and you know and all the the details on that, but I did not look at the video. Because there's a, there's a two things that they're introducing. Do you guys know about the the control dial and the little side this little slide bar? Yeah. So they they copied and, Apple yeah. and just like they had a little touch bar <laughs> yeah, on, on exactly. Apple's computer that nobody uses or nobody needs, right? They all at Canon in their infinite wisdom decided, hey, that's that's a good idea, Apple. Let's put this little thing on the back and, and make it like a touch bar. Yeah. <laughs> So what was the second thing, Jimmy? Uh, that was it. The control those, dial those, on the lens. Talking about the control the dial. Control on dial on the lens, which is which. When I first saw that, I'm like, that's interesting. And then you saw them do like a little in, uh, on the video. They kind of realized, hey, it makes sounds, it makes click. Video people are going to like that. And then the guy does a, a B roll and says, well, we can have our technicians remove that if you like, kind of thing, you know, and which is kind of silly <laughs> to even put the clicks in the first place, but. Uh, when Basically, I first saw there's, a, that, there's a new ring on the lenses that are made dedicated to the camera. There's a new ring. Besides yes. just the focus ring, there's a new ring, and that ring is going to be programmable, I believe. It is programmable. You can do it for ISO, exposure, shutter speed, maybe. I think it has quite a few things. It's at the very front of the lens. It's mm. not anything to do with the focus or the zoom. I don't know how stiff it is or loose it is. I don't really know. It doesn't look like it can be locked. Of course, you can disable it. Now, when I first saw that, I think that's, I thought that's kind of cool. However, my... Uh, I think my Fuji did it when I had that Fuji camera that you have, uh, Blu-ray, but my Leica does the same thing yes. with the focus dial, and I disable it because you just touch it, and it just changes stuff. And okay, the same thing, the thing with the Sony. The Sony camera, the back dial, like Canon cameras have that little back dial. Sony has one, right. too. 
and I disabled that at first. Uh, at first, I liked it. I'm like, this Let, is good. I can just change the ISO. Let's uh, then let's you touch let's, it. Let's hone in here first uh, sec- for a second, just to kind of yes. get get back into the topic, right? Just for the Sorry. so. Canon has announced uh, an EOS R mirrorless camera. Finally, after mm-hmm. after uh, much time, <laughs> uh, and and it's uh, the the biggest issue with it. I think that we're gonna talk about right, and it's the same kind of thing as the Nikon, and it's shocking, but maybe it shouldn't be so shocking. Is the uh, single card slot right? Um, yeah. And so it's got it's got those same issues. Um, and we can talk about that. Is it a pro camera? It's got the one card slot and as wedding photographers, what that means. Um, but, uh, you know, as far as the other specs go, I mean, we can do some compare and contrast to the, the Nikon. There's no in-body stabilization on, on the, on the Canon mirrorless, which is really pretty shocking. That's, a, that's kind of like one of the big ones that, that people are concerned about, at least within the day, this information just came out today. Um, but you know that the new Nikon's, the Z6, the Z7 has that in-body camera stabilization. The Canon does not. Um, does uh, but, it have an eye focus? And I, I don't. The I do not believe that it has the eye focus. I could be wrong about that. It does have the see, eye focus. They it say, does. Yeah, and the, they say the eye focus is pretty good as long as you're relatively close to your stuff. Ah. Okay. Bure, what do you, I'm actually curious to hear your thoughts on this before we even keep going. You're a Canon shooter. Um, you've been thinking about the mirrorless, possibly, who knows. I heard what you had to say on your last episode about about the Canon, where you, you basically said... Uh, or the Nikon um, or Canon? Yeah, well, no, no. He's, he's like, I don't... About my expectations. Oh, okay. For the, okay. For the Canon. Yeah. Okay. Or like, it's not going to be what you want it to be. I've been screaming so. for Canon to come out with a good mirrorless camera ever since I bought the Fuji X100F, and I fell in love with it. And then, over time... I began to realize that you can't come out with a camera that will do what I need it to do and have it be as great as the Fuji X100F. Because the Fuji X100F is small, it has a fixed lens, and it's small and dainty, and you can use it, and that's what I love about it. And any mirrorless camera that we're going to be using for weddings, it's going to have to have a big lenses, it's going to have to be interchangeable, it's going to have to have so many features in it that it can't be that small. Like, for instance, when I saw this camera, the body is smaller but if you look at like one of the pictures with the big kit, the uh, 24, uh, 28, 70 millimeter on there, I'm worried that my fingers won't fit in between the grip and the lens mm. because the, the lens is so big in relation to the grip on the body and the body's smaller. So when you wrap your fingers around, I don't know that my fingers will even fit in the very small space between the front grip and the yeah. lens mm. because the lens is so big and the grip is so, and the camera is so small. The grip is very and, big on this camera if you look at it. It's it's big coming out yes, from the camera yeah. forward, yeah. but the camera Extremely. itself is not wide. No, no, it's very so. The, very so and, if you, and if your fingers wrap around the front and grab it like a pistol, your fingers come all the way back to the body. Right. Um. I don't understand that ring on the lens or what we need it for. If you're shooting a prime, okay. But if you're shooting a zoom and uh, then I know Where, where's your fingers? My, my hands on the zoom ring and, right. and trying to find another ring to mess with and come off the zoom ring is not that's. That's not nearly as convenient as just doing whatever you. I'm, I would do with that by using my thumb. That's much more convenient. So I don't see how that ring is going to be a big factor for me. Um, the lens, the the uh, the the, the sensor is the same sensor that's in the Canon 5D Mark IV, pretty much. Um, the single card slot, the huge deal breaker. Mm-hmm. There's no joystick on the back for moving the uh, focus point around, which means you've got to actually use the screen to do your focus. And I think Jim, you've done that. Maybe have you? Have you? Is this you or somebody I, else was telling me they've done that? And you actually can. You do get used to moving your thumb over and just touching the screen, no, even I, though I, the camera's here. Well, on. more or less, I ha- I had that on or off occasionally. 
when I I'm shooting more and more with holding the camera down low, waist level kind of thing. Just right. and then I use a monopod here and there just because you got toast going on and you're going on for a half hour. I'm gonna just plant myself and shoot away. And then at that point, I do use the touch focus to the screen and then mm. just do it. I can cancel it in with a quick second. See when, when I'm shooting low but, with my but when it's up to your yeah. eye. Oh, I get yeah. I, how do you I no, I, I typically just use the the uh, the auto. It finds the closest person with the eye focus, and I yes, I can stick my thumb in the back there and kind of you have to screen and move it around. I just don't do it. Oh, like, see, I don't, can't. I don't do that. I mean, that, yeah. I, there, there's the little dial on it on the Sony's. I'm shoot, I'm a Sony yeah. shooter too, but I mean, and Nikon, but but yeah, that's on the Sony when it's up to my eye. I'm always using the little dial, the joystick. I, I couldn't imagine. But is it, why, is it a dial or a joystick? Uh, it's a joystick. Yeah. Okay. See, that's me. The joystick's a deal breaker. Right. I, I use that. I'm so used to using it to move, to slap my focus point wherever I want. Yes. If you take that away from me. Yes. I know. I don't. Yeah. That's huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the little Fuji X100F that I have, I, I upgraded from the older Fuji because just for the joystick, <laughs> just to be able to move that focus point quickly and nail the, the thing you want to focus. Right. Right. I know. Yeah. It's that little, what do you, which you should boo after this. Take a look at that video because they talk about that slide dial that Andy was mentioning that MacBooks have. And it's like, well, if you don't want it on, hold your thumb over there for one full second and then it goes away or something else happens. Or if you just touch it, then it deactivates. I'm like, you know what? You know what's a nice thing to have? A little dial that has a little clicky clicky so that you can, when you, you feel right. and hear that you actually did, oh, mistakenly I changed the shutter. I didn't mean to do that. I don't know what the point is on this. On yeah. this. It's, you feel it's like kind of cool, but... I don't think it's that cool. Do you feel like the camera manufacturers are moving to the point where, where, where in 10 years or 15, 20 years from now, um, a new generation of wedding shooters will look at us, people who look through the viewfinder, the way that we look at people who talk about, well, you know, digital is not as good as film. <laughs> and we're like, just shut up. Yeah. Okay, digital is, digital is the way, you know, we're like, that's just, stop it, old man. Do you think in 20 years that people are just going to be like, oh, that's right, you old dudes used to look, look through the Let's lens? Get, maybe. I mean, do you think it's just coming that we're going to just everyone eventually is just going to hold the camera maybe. in front of them and yeah, look maybe. at the little it screen? Does, it doesn't really matter. You know, like, I, yeah, I know. Um, I think, but the thing is, is the one time that, so I shoot a lot more not looking through the viewfinder when it's appropriate to do so. So, and I don't really care. I'm not worried about the stigma of it. Um, but I mean, when you're, the one time that I always do no matter what is, when you're outside, right? You got you got the bright sun all right. around you. You almost have to look through the viewfinder, whether you want to or not. So, so those so those young millennials and those uh, the Generation Z, all right, whoever those people are, like you guys are going to be looking through the viewfinder too when it's hot and sunny out. So, well, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but I think yeah. that the camera. I feel like the cameras are being designed more and more away from that, right? With the touch screens yeah. and the yeah. touch focus sure. and everything else. Yep. I think I feel like the cam cam manufacturers are saying, okay. We're building now for a generation that was raised on their phone. Mm-hmm. Right. Here's, so, here's also the one thing I looked at, we haven't talked about yet, about the new Canon camera, which I think is a huge mistake they made, is um, when I was thinking about mirrorless, I was looking at Olympus, I was looking at Sony, I was looking at Fuji, and I was back and forth. But the one thing I said I do not want, and it rules it out, is I don't want an articulating screen. I want to be able to take that screen in the back, angle it down for when I'm up high, or if I'm low on the ground, I want to angle the screen up. That's it. I don't need it turning around, facing me, doing a selfie. I'm a professional. No professionals are doing this. This oh, screen. See, I disagree. I disagree completely with. You. I know you yeah. do. I, 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 I think. I think, I think that the other camera manufacturer made a mistake. If I take that screen, by not doing If that. I take that screen out and then rotate it, now I can go any direction I want. However, that sucker's sticking out now. 
And what's going to happen when I put it down to my side? It might just break off yeah. or it might just hit somebody. Yeah, well, then just don't use it then. Don't use it then. I'm bo- well, then don't use it. Then don't use it. more for video. But what, what, yeah, exactly. What it does for you is when you want to make that video to promote your business, you can pull it, put it on a tripod and turn it around and see what you're shooting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and I face that problem all the time. I have to make videos for, uh, you know, I to, oh, I'm all the time with PPAs. Like, please send us a, a video to promote uh, IPC Live or promote Imaging we're USA. Not. And now I've got to do that, and I've got no way to see if I'm framed up right. Well, we're not video people. This isn't the podcast. Yeah, but they're trying to make these cameras. I know, <laughs> yeah. but they're trying to make these cameras good for everything. It's just like, I, I could care less. They're, they talk about, what, the, what about the video? I could care less about I know, well, and the video is not even that great in this camera, I understand. Yeah, I could care less about video, but I get that they're trying to make the camera attractive to everybody. Then make, then make one for make one for everybody, which is okay, fine, <laughs> and then make one pro level for for stills, one for video. And I don't see why you can't just not like that, man. Why, why can't you just not not use the articulation? Yeah. Well, I, I I only use it more and more now. <laughs> and you 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 know you use that. You when you put that camera down low on the ground, that screen is tilting up, and it's just a quick right. second on the Sony, and it's great. And I love that. And you talked about that too, Blu-ray. Sometimes getting down low with your Fuji and and yes. looking at yes. But it's not articulating, yeah. and it's not articulating, and I wish it was. Oh, I see, wish it was. I want to be able I, to just pop it back and then, so and then go right. to the viewfinder. I want to take it. No, I mean, I, don't, I wish don't it, complain I about wish something done, that's there, did at least Jimmy, what right? the Just don't does. use it. Don't use it. All right. <laughs> no, I get your point, though. I get your point because it, it does look like something. If you're a pro shooter and the way we treat our gear, it's something that's just begging to be snapped off. Yes, I know. And you constantly got to take it to turn it, flip it back in again, to angle down. When you put it back yeah. in the bag or put it on your side again, you know, I, I, I wear my camera either side. So if it's on my right side, that screen's going to totally hit my leg if I put the camera back down again. The uh, you know one I mean? Well, I would thing. be curious to see. I'd be curious to see if, if, it, if, you just, if, it's, if it's flush and you want to just tilt it up or tilt it down. It doesn't look like it can because it's got a hinge uh, yeah, on the I bet left. You, I bet you probably can't really, not as easy as you can with Sony. So, so yeah, I can see what, given the choice, I would probably rather just for shooting have what the Sony has. But in, until I had to make a video and then I'd be like, the one thing that i think canon um has beat nikon on as far as this mirrorless release goes is the lens lineup yes do you guys agree with me very nice 24 to 70 uh 2.0 sounds kind of kind of sounds pretty sweet yeah yep um and then they have that 35 uh what is the 35 is it a one four uh i forget they have have yeah they have like a Two thir- don't they have two thirty fives. Uh, let me see. Let me correct you. Let me so correct a, you though. They got a thirty five one eight. A thirty five one eight. It's twenty. It's twenty eight to seventy, not twenty four to 28 seventy. Twenty eight to seventy. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And and f two, but but um, it's uh, oh. <clears throat> three thousand dollars. How about this? How about that thirty five one eight? Isn't just a thirty five one eight. It's a thirty five one eight macro. Macro. How yeah, about let's that? Let's get back to three thousand dollars. That's a little three. Thousand dollars, three thousand dollars, or a twenty-eight yeah. to seventy. Three thousand yeah. dollars. I'll be honest. I have a, a a twenty-four to seventy for my Nikon. I never use anymore. I don't find that range enough for me. It's not that wide at twenty-four, and seventy is not that tight. Yeah, but so at f two, so, so I could I could swing back. Here's why that lens soup like really interests me because I'm a prime shooter for the most part, especially at those focal lengths. But I could consider myself moving back to being a zoom guy. If you're going to give me f two, um, you right. know, like from twenty-four to seventy or twenty-eight to seventy, I'm in. I would totally yeah, be good in. Point. I, I, like yeah. if that lens existed for for the, the Sony A7 series line or that like as an E mount, I would buy it immediately because I I I want the extra. I want to be able to stop down, you know, or not stop down. Right. You know, I, w- I want the extra. What are your prime? What are your prime lenses at? One eight, one five. 
No, I have it like a thirty-five one four. You know, but but the four. but the two. But I'm usually shooting it at about two zero. You know, so right. so, so, the sec- so the second you give me two zero, and you give me that that distance, man, I'm I'd be in. So so that lens really appeals to me. Um, it's just too bad. Um, <laughs> the rest of the announcement is too bad. Your lens should not cost more than your camera. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I know. I know. I mean, it's not that's some high end Leica. That's like a zero point nine five lens. It's, it's it's just it's 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 that lens is gearing towards people who are the professionals. Yeah, but the who, ma- like, hey, you got to have this lens. Actually, I want to almost I want I almost want to say that that lens price. I know it sounds shocking, but let's like. Th- you know, it's it shoots at two o and gives you that range, and I think there, there, there's a lot more that goes into designing a lens that's able to shoot with that at that shallow depth of field or bring in that much light, but also that it's a macro lens, right? It becomes that much more useful um, if you're able to get up and close and focus, you know, with with a lens that close. So yeah, it's a lot of money, but I mean, I feel like I I if I would pay that amount of money for it. Or close to that amount. Maybe it's a little bit too much, right? But but I play close to that much amount for it if it's going to give you all those options. The, you know, you're buying, you know, one lens for the, you know, that's, that's yeah, fulfilling also, the role of three or four. True. You know, so, yeah, it replaces two or three lenses for you, right. for sure. Exactly. But sometimes you buy a prime lens because of the because it's it's weighs less, it's smaller, and I sometimes you also do it just to just to be like I'm going to be on a fifty. That's it. I'll make it work, and you don't have the option, and it's, it's challenging yourself. It's kind of that old school thought of like i'm just putting on one lens and i'm going with it so i know what you're saying Andy, but if the, the lens i don't know how much it weighs i don't know the specs on it oh it wait hold on decent i need to, size, I need to correct big. myself i need to correct myself i was just talking about that 28 to 7 like it was a macro 28 to 70 it's not a macro, it's not a macro. The, the 35 no. 1 8 is a macro so i just want to correct myself before and if it's also if it's telescopic that then changes the size of the lens too if you're going from 28 into 70 and the front elements picked out a bit you know, it's just a bigger, it's just a physically bigger lens. It's I like pretty it. wide. Yeah, the, the lens itself is pretty It's pretty big. Pretty big it's got to be yeah. with that much light coming in it. Yeah. And personally, a 35 macro, that's going to distort a lot when you're close on something, like a ring. That ring yeah. Those rings are going to look very, very distorted. Yeah. I, I, uh, they also have that 51.2, too, which is, I just think their lens lineup is way better than what Nikon It's way better. Asked. Yeah, it um, is. It is better. Like un- unquestionably. It, 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 it is better, but unfortunately, for a guy who has who got the mirror bug, the new mirrorless bug a year ago, and has been waiting for Canon to come through. No image stabilization. Right. Yeah. One card slot. Yep. Huge. You know, um, both of those things. <laughs> I was, I was yeah, wondering yeah. when we were going to no start joystick, talking about that. No, no joystick. Uh, the battery, 370 shots to a battery. Well, you can put a grip what? on it. Well, I That's don't want it? to put a grip on it. The whole point of getting a mirrorless camera is that I want it to be lighter and smaller. Right. <laughs> both, Nikon hey, and, something. both Nikon and Canon are basically like announcing the A7 II. Like that's what they're announcing. Like they're 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 clearly a generation behind what Sony is doing because in the previous generation of the yeah. Sony cameras, they had the old batteries that didn't have the battery life. They had the one card slot, you know, and then and here Sony is, you know, in twenty eighteen and and they've got the dual card slots. They've fixed the battery. They came out with a new battery. They they've they've done all the work. They have the eye autofocus. They have everything. They have everything. Yeah. Canon and Nikon is literally a generation behind Sony right now. Um and they're like two and, years behind. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what is going on, and it's, and it's a little disappointing, um, you know, that, um, you know, for, I think, you know, it, this is going to change a lot of things for a lot of people that are interested in mirrorless, but at the same time, do we even need it, you know, like, depending on what you're saying, actually, because, Bure, I just listened to your most recent podcast before this one, because I wanted to catch up with you guys and see where you guys were at. I agree with what you guys were saying with um, 
the studio shooters. Like, why, if you're shooting in studio, no. there's no reason that you would ever need to be shooting, you know, one of these cameras because you're no. So really I don't, is, I don't shoot really in studio with the mirrors. No way, it, 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 no way. Um, let me ask you this: I don't really know the the answer to this, and maybe someone shocking. listening can um can chime in. What? 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 I said shocking. Yeah, <laughs> you don't know the answer to something. But... Well, so <laughs> my thought... you guys don't spend nearly as much time making fun of each other as I do on my podcast. I, just I want know. To point that out. <laughs> we should. You're all like nice to each other and serious <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> really, really weird for me. <laughs> but uh, so, why can't Nikon or Canon make a body? That's mirrorless. Just take the bot, take the mirror out, and I know it's gonna the body's gonna be wider and thicker, like the standard DSLR is. But then that allows you to use the same lenses that we all have, because the the focal plane now will meet the mirrored the the sensor like it does. Now the body's not gonna be smaller like a like a mirrorless camera, but okay, that's okay because if Nikon said, "Hey, we got a couple lineup of cameras now, and we're and we're, in, we're evolutionizing." The mirrorless world, which they said, and they didn't, uh, we're going to have a body that's mirrorless, but all the same lenses you use for your mirrorless, for your mirrored camera. And yes, the body is a little bigger. It's, it's not as, as narrow as typical mirrorless is. But why? Because I, I, when I, because the then, announcement came because out. Because the, the, then the only benefit that you would get by switching to this mirrorless camera is that it no longer makes noise. Other than that, that it would yeah, be but, just like every other camera. Right, you, you, I, I think we're going to see a future benefit to the mirrorless revolution in the lenses that they're going to be able to couple with mirrorless by having them closer to the flange and stuff like that. I think that there's technology coming down the line that we're going to see better images because of the mirrorless technology. All right. And and because of the lenses that they did. I mean, because isn't like the new Nikon, isn't it like a bigger opening yeah. than the old yeah, ones or something? Yeah, you know? So 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 you by switching by doing everything the way they're doing it now, you're seeing a whole new world. We're at the beginning of this is like the beginning of True. the digital revolution. All right. All right. You know, seeing a whole new world. But for guys like us, I'm with you. If you could just make my 5D Mark III quiet and give me an articulating screen, that's all. I'm good to go. <laughs> it's just you only know? because that's I all say I that really need. It's like I know I know where they're going with this, but um, but pros for the most part, like us, you know, we, our lenses are big anyway, so it's okay if we have to right. still carry it. The, the idea to me was about mirrorless was shooting and seeing what I'm getting as I go along with it, and then being quiet and all the other features that just don't exist. On a, on a DSLR, so I see what you're saying about about that thing, and I had and the and lack I, of autofocus micro tried. adjust. Yes, and not, I don't not know having to deal with that basically. Right, is that that too? Yeah, you had that issue too, and I don't know what the the the, the mount the, the Nikon mount is going to be like. How fast it's going to be with old lenses? I'm guessing you're going to lose something there. Contacts talking to other contacts, then talking to the body, something's going to get lost. So and maybe Canon the same thing. I don't know, but um, it's just I I was just just that was. When that announcement came out last year about Nikon, I was like, ah, oh, so I have to get new lenses now or mounts that are going to not be as fast? Who knows? But. Mr. Urban. Well, I think we're seeing a shift. I think that, that you know, the lenses that we use now are going to disappear. In five. Mr. Maybe. Urban, you've been quiet over there. What do you think about this Canon announcement? Uh, um, I don't know. It's, it's not really revolutionary. I, I think Canon is pretty uh, lucky that... Um, Nikon released their news first because everybody just went absolutely nuts with the whole single card <laughs> slot, which Canon users aren't aren't really even. That's not even their really big concern because I think I think everybody just exploded now. Um, so uh, SD card versus the QXD. Um, what do what are you guys thoughts on on that? I mean, Nikon went in a different direction because they say that that card is 
is better, more reliable. Um, Canon must have a lot of, uh, must feel good about the SD cards. I mean, at least you don't have to switch SD cards. That's a, that's a good thing. I'm not a fan with the, the grip, like uh, Ure was saying about, you know, how, how can you fit those fingers in there? Because um, if you look at it, uh, I, I see a big problem with that too. Um, you know. Is it is it possible that the problem is that the four of us are not the future of professional photography. Well, is it you possible? Said it, Bure, you said it in your last podcast, or one of you guys said it, that this camp, the mirrorless is, is geared for wedding photographers. Um, yeah, but what I mean is, yes, but the future of wedding photography is women and their small, tiny hands. Oh. Perhaps, oh, boy. Perhaps. I'm just saying, is it possible that the designers are, that, that they're more concerned about making the camera easier to carry and lighter and for women, then because you know, I how many? If you, I know plenty of women photographers that will complain all the time about how big and bulky our camera, and us gigantic, you know, man hand guys, we're like, what are you talking about? Perfect. Hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, is it possible that we're just oblivious to the fact that we are being pushed out? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I don't know if I want to address yeah. that. Yeah, look, and, and a hush falls over the crowd <laughs> as I lay that out on the table. <laughs> all right. Hmm. Well, there was well, yeah. There was that whole controversy over the Nikon. Uh, you know, the Nikon. Oh, sorry, my uh, microphone goes out every once in a while. The podcast is still good, but I'm just gonna unplug and plug back in, and now you hear me better again, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. we're good. Okay. Yep. Um, yeah, there was the controversy with that the Nikon CEO, right? He said something that people were unhappy with. Yeah, on this announcement. No, 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 no. no, this is this is a few months ago. Oh, oh I, I didn't hear that. this. What about the female about women? Yeah, yeah. I think I think I think, think Bure just uh, just took over for him. <laughs> <laughs> From there, he, I'm just he saying, continued is the it lead. Possible? Uh, yeah. Um. But uh, yeah. So I don't know. I think. Uh, I think. Yeah. I think Neil, you're right. That that second card slot issue. I think a lot of the fire and passion has been already gone through with once Nikon made that announcement. But I I, I think. I have that same, you know, I, I just have a problem. If, if people, my biggest thing was on that last announcement with the Nikon ambassadors that were basically saying, it's okay, I'm going to shoot this camera on weddings. And you are, I, I have to call you out as just being unprofessional. And I have to, because you can't professionally say that, that you're going to not take as many backup chances as you should be. And you, I don't know. I, I, I just have a real issue with that, especially, you know, these people are leaders and they're, they're leaders in our industry and people are looking at them and newer people are looking at them and say, oh, well, so-and-so shoots with a Z6 or Z7 that has one card slot. So I can shoot a wedding with one card slot. It's a really bad look. It's not, it's not appropriate. I don't think those people should be doing that. And I think it's a, you know, I think it's a real, it's a real issue. And I have those same exact concerns with, uh, with Canon. So if if people are going to go out and shoot, start shooting these weddings with one card slot, I'm just. I mentioned dual card slot with my client. When I have a client in to talk about booking me, mm-hmm. when I go through my list of reasons why you should book me, one of the things I will tell them is I used a 5D Mark III, which is the best camera that Canon makes for shooting this sort of event and 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 for shooting weddings. And one of the things it has is a dual card slot, which means every time I take your picture, it's recorded at two different places, so that everything's backed up instantly. I don't have to worry about losing your images. In ten years, I've never lost an image. I tell them that I scare the bejesus out of my client. I make them think that if they go to anybody who doesn't have the very best equipment that I have, that they're taking a huge chance. Yeah, and 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 in all honesty, they are. They are right. taking a chance if they hire somebody with a Z6 as compared to even a 5D Mark III with that has the two the two card slots. You know, like a 2012 camera. 
It's just it's yeah. just mind blowing to me that these people would be out there like that. You could have a different opinion and call yourself a professional. I I just write you off. I don't care what your status is. Wow. I don't care what your name is. You're just done for me. Done. Wow! Wow! wow. The, He's the harsh. opinions He's harsh. the opinions of Andy do not necessarily reflect those of the entire podcast <laughs> of the uh, show. Well, I'm going to say the same thing, Blu-ray, about the comment with you. <laughs> and uh, saying, wow, they also not do, a professional. The opinions wow. of Blu-ray and women shooters with mirrorless cameras do not. No, I, no, I, that wasn't a bad thing. I said. No, I know. No, I know. Is it possible? I'm just. I'm just. Is it possible? These are just jokes. Our, our real. Our real problem is is that we are not paying attention to the changing dynamic. Of professional photographers hmm. and that canon and nikon and sony are and are trying to make cameras smaller for them is it possible well I don't know. or are they retraining us how to hold the camera because i'm looking i'm looking at That's this camera too. right here i mean do we really need to wrap our our hands around right. this or maybe they're training us to hold it like a phone is where you're kind of just Hovering around, right? Well, you know, what I mean? well, you put Andy, a big lens on there. That sucker's falling yeah. forward, yeah. and you can't. Yeah, That's Andy, true. Andy will tell you. Andy will tell you that you need to hold, uh, wrap your hand around that sucker when you're holding it over your head. At <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly yeah. Right. with a strap. <laughs> exactly. So, so yeah. So I don't know. I, I don't. I, I don't know. But I, I'm underwhelmed by the by the camera. Yeah. Like uh, Bure, if I, I, my, I'm under, I and you and I icon. talked right. off yes. air before about us, uh, you know, mirrorless and stuff like that. And I messaged you and. um if you, when you were off camera flash, I don't think you're gonna like mirrorless at all with an off camera flash. I don't. It's a really? whole yeah, because you're not you're not you're looking at an electronic image, and you're then you might you may or may not see the image right away. But you can't just quickly look at the screen to to check exposure, or whatever. And the, the image coming through the viewfinder right after you shoot it is annoying after a while. Um, so I don't know if you're gonna like it. Depending how it's depending how fast you shoot, you might love it. You might be like, oh my god, this is great. But uh. If you're gonna, if you're gonna seriously say, let me just put a little money into something, the 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 new the A seven three with just one lens might be like, oh man, this is great. Just for when it's super bright outside, and you're seeing what you're getting along the way. You can have zebra stripes on as you shoot, so you know it's peaking before you even shoot it. I mean, there's so many cool features that just right. didn't exist. I, the zebra thing I use quite often. I'm I'm outside and it's super bright out. It's like I don't want to just keep checking. Let me just turn zebra on, and I can I know what's peaking or not. Great. Yeah. I love let me ask paper. you this. D- 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 um, let me ask you this on the Sony, and I don't know if it is on the Canon, but one of the things I love about the Fuji is that anything that comes up on the rear screen of that camera, you can also have it come up in the electronic Oh, of course. Line. Of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And for anyone who wears reading glasses, that is a godsend because I, I use a, a loop that is dialed into my reading glasses power. So if I want to preview a picture, I can put the loop up and okay. I'm shooting in the, on the beach. Anyway, I can put the loop up and I can see preview the picture that way. I, do, I, I wear reading but glasses. I, I do the same yeah, thing. Right. But I literally cannot read the numbers on the top of my camera without right. my glasses You can just on. do the entire camera through this viewfinder only. Right. Menu and, and everything. That's huge. Yeah. That's a huge bonus to ah. mirrorless. We haven't talked about like, that's a great bonus it's to mirrorless. Great. To be able to, to, use, to, to hold the camera up to your eye and see the entire menu system. Mm-hmm. That's great. Check focus, mm-hmm. zoom in if you want while you're shooting live. You can do whatever you want. Right. So, I mean, and that's something I, that I don't have on my list of pros for the new Canon, and I should, because that is a huge pro for me to be able to actually not have to put on reading glasses in order to use the menu. Right, right. Hmm. Uh, Jimmy, yes. you have a few questions for Bure. Oh, he kind of answered it, really. Um, I, at this point, you talk. <laughs> I've taken over. Yeah. The only thing, well, you know, I had questions just before. Just out of curiosity, it, what were your questions that well, were I was answered? like, how'd you get started? And then how many, well, how many, you know, all right, so. <laughs> 
forget about that one. But- Jimmy, Jimmy, beautiful man. <laughs> I've got these questions lined up for uh, for Booray. I'm going to get really in depth. Well, we're um, talking and I'm thinking for a while, these, though. So I think uh, oh, Jimmy, Jimmy's pulling out. to Katie Kirk. He's going to ask this some, some real in depth questions. And the first question this is, is not uncommon. How did you Listen, get started? When, when I- when I meet with my wedding my wedding clients, you know, they always say that whenever you meet with somebody, a potential client, you should always let them ask questions. Let them do most of the talking. I talk to them, and then when I'm finished, I go, any questions? And they go, no, yeah. no, you pretty much covered everything. Right. I want to ask you this, how many images on average, say, of your full wedding, a seven, eight-hour okay. day? Six, seven-hour wedding. How sure. many do you shoot? How many images do you come back with before you start to edit? And then how many do you deliver? Uh, I'm going to shoot, um, a thousand, twelve hundred. I'm going to deliver three fifty to four fifty, depending on the wedding. And that's, uh, total is it the other photographers hold a ball game. Yeah. Well, the, I don't know what the other photographer is going to, uh, shoot, but, um, I, you got to remember nine times out of 10, I'm alone. Okay, I don't shoot. I don't right. have a second. Okay. Okay. I don't, right. I don't that's shoot low. A second. That's, that's pretty I'm, low. Yeah. Well, in terms of number delivered or number shot, uh, both, 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 both. yeah. Well, you know, it used not to be that way. I yeah. used to shoot two two thousand and deliver six hundred, and then I got to the point where when they would come in to do the viewing, and I'm going through the pictures, and you're like, oh, and you're going through the pictures with them, showing them all, and then you find yourself a picture comes up, and you just want to click past it, and I realized anytime that happened, that's a picture that I shouldn't even be having put in the yeah. list. Okay. Anytime a picture comes up, you're just like, well, that's nothing. That's just a dance floor shot, or that's just. A, then I started, I started dumping them and giving them fewer and fewer images, but making sure the images were more quality because I also find. If I'm giving them fewer images, I'll spend more time on them before I give them to them. You know, I'm just willing to dedicate more time since I spent since I have fewer images to work with. I'm willing to do stuff for them I wouldn't necessarily have done in the past, right? Uh, in post, and um, so yeah, I have found, and it makes it easier when they have to do the album. You're only picking 60, 70 images for the album. It's much easier when you don't have to go through 600. True. Yeah, I'm, tr- I'm trying you to weed it down because the last one we did was like 1,600 delivered. One before that was like around a thousand. Oh my seasons. God! Sixteen hundred images delivered. I know. Was it a week long wedding? No, it was just one day. It was sixteen hundred images. I know. The, the latest, the latest blog on my website. The, the latest blog. Natalie and I both shoot, shot that one. Really tattooed bride and tattooed groom, and it was just. It was. It was a good day. But I, I, looking back, I'm like, you know what? These are all good. Like, I don't. There's no, re- no reason. Yeah, but to are take they the repeats? It was a lot. I How know. many repeats are there? That's the thing. They don't need uh, 16 pictures of the same shot, but their eyes no, are No, it's not well, that Bure, we, uh, we not shoot 12-hour weddings up here north, up in north. We don't shoot, like, one-hour oh, ceremonies you. and a sunset. And, well, this was, this was uh, like, yeah, 12 <laughs> hours. Okay, but I'm assuming six, seven hours maybe for a wedding. But, uh, you know, I, I don't deliver 350 images. Here's what's funny. I deliver more images per hour to the short weddings than I do the big ones. On a big wedding... I'll average around 50 images an hour or a little bit more delivered. Mm-hmm. But on a small wedding, if it's an hour, if I shoot just an hour, I'll deliver 100, 110 images in that. Well, you kind of want to make it look like worth your time and their yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Some people exactly. do think more is more. Yeah, And a lot, I know. A lot more I, happens I that in those shorter time. time frames, too. Those short ceremonies, there's a oh, lot yeah. of things are covered in the time that would normally right. take the 10 hours. So there's right. more things happening that are worth delivering. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. There is no downtime. Everything, you know, everything you're doing is an event. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Well, I think uh, that that's probably going to wrap yeah, things up today. I, uh, except though, something just happened. Something yes, just got delivered. Yeah. You know, what I happened? Had to, uh, I had to run out really quick because I got a delivery from B and H just in time, Woo. like Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I actually had to call them and uh, and to put a rush on everything since we're, we're uh, leaving a day early. But um, no, I, I picked up the uh, a Pelican cake. 
don't use outside uh, packaging oh, anymore. Oh, the standard one. The, yeah, that one. Yeah. This, this is going to be for my uh, my pro photos and uh, all my all my lighting gear will fit in that one. Is that the is that the one that will fit in the overhead or a little bit bigger than that? It's it's a little bit bigger, but that's okay. That um, I, I don't want this in the overhead because that's where all my camera right. bodies are going to be. Um, I've got two. I've got the one that will fit in the overhead, and I've got the one that's just launched. Like you couldn't pick it up. Like you just did that. <laughs> <laughs> like I've got the, the huge, huge one. Yeah, I, that's like 20, 20 inches wide. Okay, yeah, my my car's a little too small for that for everyday weddings too. So, but no, I'm I'm kind of excited about. That. I have that. I take it with me to every every job I do, and every practically everything I own is in it. And I do it just for the peace of mind of knowing that there's no way I've forgotten everything at home because it's all in that cake. Yeah, all right. yeah. So uh, I got to thank one of our listeners. He's the he's the one who um who said pick this up for for the trip. So thank you very much. And uh, what was the other box there, Neil? You had another little box from B and H. I don't that? know what this is. I can't remember let's, what else. Let's I find added. out. Let's open it up. Let's find out. Yeah, let's. <laughs> nice real box from B and H too. Like what on is the way this? out of the Exciting. podcast? Oh. He's teasing us. It's going to be a Sony it's, camera. It's an it? unboxing. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy, and I and Boo-Ray will like, will describe the unboxing as this happens. Like, what else did I order? I can't remember. And there's and there's like an envelope. Oh, it's from B and H too. Yeah. Wow. I, you know, I think this is the lock for the uh, the TSA lock. Okay. But okay. what is in this box? Sense. It's kind of heavy. I can't remember what else. With Paltrow's head, heart. it's going to be a whole other story. I got nothing on that one. I, oh. <laughs> My favorite thing in the world. Gaffer tape. You bought gaffer tape? Oh. Gaffer tape. Dude, I love this stuff. I wrap nice my roll cri- of like, oh. I, like I said in previous podcasts, I wrap Christmas presents and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, after I 15 years it. working in the film business, I said when I left the world, I, that, that world, I said, I have enough gaffer tape to last me a lifetime. And I oh. do. I have probably eight feet of the gaffer tape stacked up. Oh, I, I love it. acquired it. Oh, a brand new roll. Oh. Yeah, it's 20-something bucks, but definitely worth it. Yeah. I never had to buy gaffer tape for the rest of my life. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, with that, um, thank you, Bure, very much for joining us on this episode of Wedding Photographers Unite. Um, and uh, where can people find you and follow you and, and all that good stuff? Uh, my website is com. Just go to Google and type in Bure or Bure Perry, and you'll find me easily. The greatest marketing tool I've ever had is my name. <laughs> and uh, I'm the only one. And uh, you can also find me on Facebook. And I have a Facebook group called Pro Photo Talk with Bure Perry. And it's nothing but photographers. Ask to join the group. And better have pictures on your, on your Facebook page or, or else you're not getting yes. in. Yes. <laughs> we and, were just and it's talking nothing about that. But, it's nothing but uh, photographers. And we just, you know, do basically what you guys do on this podcast in the group. And Good group. Um, it's a great group. Yeah. Pro Photo Talk, uh, uh, Pro Photo Talk with Bure on Facebook. And you can see me coming up uh, in... Um, uh, Atlanta at Imaging USA. I just uh, found out uh, last week that I will be giving a platform uh, Monday morning at 8 a.m. I'll be speaking. Nice. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you again for joining us. And uh, Mr. Jimmy Ferrara, where can people find you? It's jamesferrara.com and social is at jferrarafoto. And Mr. Urban? Neil Urban, N-E-A-L-U-R-B-A-N. Google me and you'll find me. And my name is Andy Buscemi. The last name is B-U-S-C-E-M-I. And uh, you can uh, find me on social media that way, Instagram, Facebook, what have you. And I'm clicking the join group for Pro Photo Talk with Blu-ray Perry now. Yes. Thanks, everybody, for, uh, for joining us. And uh, we will catch you next time. Have a good one, everybody. Thank you. Bye.